Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Welcome to the Kent Online podcast on Tuesday, July the 28th. Our top story today is a warning from Boris Johnson that there are signs of a second wave of coronavirus in parts of Europe. The PM has been speaking while defending a decision to make UK holidaymakers quarantine for 14 days when they return from Spain. He says that measure could be extended to other countries if there are outbreaks, which would affect even more trips this summer. Chris Scoble is a travel agent in Tunbridge Wells. It's a massive kick in the teeth again. So we were just about up and running again. We were getting inquiries, we were getting bookings. And I do think now that the general public, as a rule, will just say that I can't be, there's no certainty whatsoever. Barring a few bespoke trips, um, I think this year is probably, you know, there's no customer confidence. That's, That's the issue. So um, I think, yeah, we're not going to see um, the industry pick up to any shape or form until the end of the year. Tommaso Domidio from KMTV is currently visiting family in Italy. I have to say, until Thursday, my parents were, were, were asking me, are you sure to come over here or not? And especially after, after Spain's announcement, I have to say, I'm looking at my phone every, every single minute to see whether, whether Italy is going to be going to be named next or not so what could this all mean for people who go on holiday then can't go back to work when they get home graham jones is an employment lawyer at whitehead monkton in maidstone 14-day quarantine is what it says you cannot go back to work you can go out for essential food supplies for medical reasons and to attend court but you cannot go back to work you will therefore have to work from home if you can Or if you can't work from home, you will need to find out how your employer is going to deal with it. Because unfortunately, going into quarantine doesn't mean you're ill. And therefore, there's no automatic entitlement to any form of statutory sick pay. The first thing you should do when you get back is to contact your employer and see what your employer is going to do. Is your employer going to treat the quarantine as you being sick and therefore pay you either at the statutory rate or pay you in accordance with your, your employment's uh, sickness regime, but your employer's got no obligation to do that. It's only if you are ill or if you are showing symptoms that um, you are classed as being ill and you can then claim the statutory sick pay, which is, I think, around £95 a week. Kent Online News. Other top stories today and 15 members of staff at East Kent Hospital's NHS Trust have tested positive for coronavirus. Hospitals in Ashford, Canterbury, Margate, Dover and Folkestone have seen the highest number of Covid deaths in the country recently. 9,000 workers have been tested amid fears of transmission across sites. The owner of an art gallery has died after falling from a building in Margate. Bilton Square was closed off yesterday lunchtime and it's now been confirmed Lana Van Zetter died on her way to hospital. She owned Margate House Art Gallery. Her death is not being treated as suspicious. A court's heard how police officers feared their colleague was dead after being attacked by a drunk man in Margate. PC Lawford was left unconscious during a violent struggle in Vicarage Place in May. 
The officers had to force their way into the property after hearing a woman crying. A 36-year-old man then told them he had hepatitis before biting, kicking, punching and throwing a knuckle duster. He's been jailed for a year. The Foreign Office insists it worked tirelessly to support British people stranded abroad at the start of the pandemic. A report today by a group of MPs says the government's repatriation operation was too slow. More than a million Brits got stuck in other countries. Tunbridge and Morning's Tom Tugendhat, who's chair of the Foreign Affairs Committee, says one of the biggest issues was poor communication. The recommendation that we're really pushing for is better use of distributed social media and direct messaging to make sure that people have an easier way to communicate, not just with the local consulate or embassy, but also better ways of getting back to the UK in times of emergency. A man's appeared in court and admitted stabbing a teenager in the centre of Canterbury. The 17-year-old boy was flown to a London hospital after being attacked in Palace Street last month. 21-year-old Joshua Bruton, who doesn't have a permanent address, will be sentenced in October. The first report of its kind has been published in Kent, looking at how different communities have been affected by the coronavirus pandemic. It's found people from black, Asian and minority ethnic groups were less confident about accessing health care during the COVID outbreak. While more than two thirds of people who responded said the pandemic had had a negative impact on their mental and physical health. Well, I've been speaking to Govinda Sander from Gravesend-based Cohesion Plus, who carried out the study. What I was finding when I was speaking to people from particularly diverse communities, that they normally knew somebody or had a member of the family who had obviously suffered from COVID-19. And when I was speaking to uh, colleagues and friends, say from you know British white backgrounds, that wasn't always necessarily the case. So it, it was just something I wanted to explore further. And it was kind of reinforced through um, our findings that people from minority communities were more likely to have known someone um, who'd suffered from COVID-19 than those from British white communities. Obviously, things have eased considerably over the past couple of weeks. What are the general thoughts as to getting out and about, maybe going to shops, going to places to eat, things like that? Because uh, different communities have different points of view and feelings about that, don't they? Again, I mean, generally, there's obviously um, acceptance that as we come out of lockdown, people need to be going out shopping and bits and pieces. But again, there was a marked interest when it comes to uh, giving a specific breakdown. Uh, you know, generally speaking, people from Minority communities were less, were more hesitant when it go, went talked about, you know, going out, be that going to the shops, uh, consuming, uh, you know, culture or going to restaurants. So there still is a little bit of reluctance. And I think it all kind of relates back to, you know, the first question. I think the fact that people from minority communities more, tended to know more people who had COVID-19, I think that has reinforced that kind of reluctance. And, you know, as, as myself, you know, I understand that sentiment um, and it's something that I feel as well. More than 600 people have been caught not wearing a seatbelt in Kent in the space of just two weeks. Police have been out on the county's roads as part of a national safety campaign. A man's been treated in hospital after being slashed with a knife at a park in Gillingham. The victim was walking through Queen Elizabeth Fields when an off-road bike nearly hit him. Elsewhere, an extra £111,000 is going to be spent on preventing crime in the town. It'll go towards improving CCTV, cleaning up graffiti, installing new bins and to support a dedicated PCSO.
Little makes have been on our sister radio station chatting about life in lockdown and the pressures of being a celeb. The girls were on KMFM Breakfast with Gary and Laura earlier. Jade thinks it was easier to be a star back in the day. There was no access to your personal life as much. Mm. Like obviously there was still a lot of interest in press and paparazzi and stuff. But I feel like these days everyone feels entitled to constantly see content of what you're up to in day-to-day life. And yeah. um, it can be quite overwhelming and mm. a lot of pressure as well to never slip off, you know. Everyone's yeah. human. And I think when you are a pop star as such or like in the entertainment industry and you've got this huge platform, there's this responsibility that comes with it where you, you know, you, you feel like you have to always be on your on your best game and stuff. So it is quite a lot of pressure, but I think we're lucky that we have each other. They've got a new song out called Holiday, and if you missed them on the show earlier, you can listen now at kmfm.co.uk. Developers want to build seven houses, a cafe and sailing club at Faversham Creek. They're hoping to regenerate the former oil depot in Ordnance Wharf off Flood Lane, which has been empty for more than 30 years. Critics say the plans are overly intensive, though, and some have raised concerns about contamination. Finally, it's a strange stretch of land that occasionally appears in the middle of the English Channel, and we've been taking a look back at the sports that have been played on the Goodwin Sands. Over the years, thousands of people have ventured out onto the sandbanks four miles east of Deal, which are usually underwater. Games of cricket, football and rugby have taken place, and you can even read about how cyclists managed to get out there at kentonline.co.uk. And while you're there, you can check out the Kent restaurants taking part in the Eat Out to Help Out scheme. The initiative will see the government pay half of any meal with a discount of up to £10. It'll run on Mondays to Wednesdays during August in a bid to boost the economy. That's it for today, but you can also now subscribe to the IM News app to access all KM Group newspapers. Just head to iliftmediasubs.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.